Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Hey folks, welcome back. It's Coot here. Welcome back to another very special episode of Soul Talk. You know, each uh, week I'm always excited to share some inspiration and wisdom or have a special guest on. Today's no different. We've had some amazing uh, guests on Soul Talk, everyone from Andrew Harvey and Dennis Waitley and and just, uh, you know, just, just a mate, Maria Nemeth and Robin Sharma, amazing guests we, we've been having on. Today's no different. I'm um, actually excited to introduce a, a guy who I haven't had the opportunity to meet, but I actually followed him online and his name popped into my radar when I started seeing his really inspirational uh, posts and videos. I thought this guy is super cool. And I could just, I felt the sincerity of his heart and his real uh, intention to I just felt him, man, his intention to make a difference in people's lives. And, and there was a level of caring and sincerity that really came across even social media, which sometimes is difficult and, and challenging. And so I was excited to share him with you all. And uh, we're going to jump in. He was uh, a former football player in, in the Amer- American football in the NFL, uh, Seattle Seahawks, Indianapolis Colts, Washington Redskins. But uh, I'm a fan of his videos. And he's the uh, founder, president of Rehab Time. And let's dive in. Trent Shelton, welcome to the conversation. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, man. So thanks for sharing the platform with me, and it's an honor. It's a real, real pleasure, man. So uh, tell me a bit about just, you know, just your story, a bit about your, your your journey. I mean, you were in the NFL playing football, and that was obviously a passion of yours. And then mm-hmm. just how was that journey? And how, and how did you go from that to now you're inspiring you know, people through your videos and your messages online. You have a really, you know, huge following. Even I think on Instagram, there's what over a million folks there, and you know, lots of people watching your videos. Like, how did that? How did that transition? Because that's not really a typical transition. So, what was that like, and what happened? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, just to start with my background with football. I mean, I played football my whole life. You know, that was my dream as a kid. I started playing. Mm. Sports. I mean, all sports, really, since I was, like, uh, probably, like, six years old. I'm the youngest of three boys, so you know, I had two older brothers that I always wanted to keep up with. And, uh, you know, fortunate enough, you know, I played in college and I got a chance to make it to the NFL, which was my dream. Uh, but when I made it to the NFL, it was pretty tough. You know, I was an undrafted free agent, meaning that, you know, I didn't get drafted. And so when you don't get drafted, you know, it's, it's pretty tough to make the team. You know, you're at the bottom of the totem pole pretty mm-hmm. much. And there's a lot of people who make it. But uh, it's, 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 you got to be pretty much perfect. <laughs> and uh, I ended up making practice squads. But in that process, you know, I ended up getting cut and released a lot. So I would, you know, be in the city for one week and then go home and then be in another city for two months and then come back home. So, yeah, I was very unstable. And, um, you know, I started to hit a depression because I started to question my worth and my identity was wrapped up in sports. So however sports went, that's how I felt about myself. And, um, you know, I started turning to things that that wasn't good for me, uh, but that gave me temporary fulfillment. 
And, uh, you know, at that moment, um, you know, I really didn't even care about living much. Um, you know, I didn't care about anything because I thought that there was nothing more to my life. I knew football was going to come to an end soon, but I just kept yes. holding on to it. Uh, two things I always say that, that kind of, because like you said, it's very rare, I guess, to see a football player go like right into what I do now. Mm-hmm. But um, two things that that really woke me up, um, and these things, one one of them happened in 2012, which was a few years after I started rehab time. But the birth of rehab time was my son. Uh, my son Tristan was born in 2000. That was in 2008, and at that moment, um, you know, as a man, as you know, if you're a mother listening to this as anybody, you know, when you have a kid, you know, it, it brings yeah. a whole new perspective to your life. You know, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. do I want this, this, do I want my son to follow my footsteps? And my answer was no at that moment because how I was living. So immediately it made me man up. It made me take some responsibility over my life, but it was still mm-hmm. a struggle. And um, just to fast forward a bit, about a year, about a year after my son's uh, son was born, I was in my room. I just got released from the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, it was an off season. They said it wasn't going to bring me back. And I just remember being in my room. It wasn't no, you know, magical moment. It wasn't, you know, a video I watched or, or you know, something that I heard. But it was. I was in the room, just I guess thinking, and I broke down, man, just out of nowhere. I broke down. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm just tired of living like this. And at that moment, I just committed myself to rehab time, and I never knew, you know. I would be a speaker. I never wanted to be a speaker. I never wanted to make videos. Like if you ask my father, he would tell you, I'm the, I'm the, the, the quietest out of our three boys. Like I would be the least expected to be a speaker, you know? And even today, like when people meet me, they expect me to just talk a lot. And I'm a, I'm an introverted person. And so uh, I say, you know, it's rehab time. I didn't know what that meant, but for me, it meant getting my life better, taking my life to a new level, mind, body, and soul. I knew I had one more chance at the NFL. And so that was kind of my motivation. I ran the fastest time of my life. I was in the best shape. I was mentally sharp, got signed with the Redskins. That, that career there was uh, pretty short, you know, but at that moment in my life, I knew that there was something more to my life. Um, and I didn't want it to be what I do now because public speaking was literally my biggest fear. And if we kind of backtrack <laughs> a little bit, my whole entire life, I have been, you know, as people spoke of over my life, whether it be pastors or, or just people say, hey, when you talk, whenever you do talk, <laughs> you know, it's something about you that, you know, it, it's a gift. And I didn't want to hear that because I wanted, you know, to play football. I didn't want, I, I thought speaking was, you know, just, to, I guess, for a better lack of words, like something corny. I didn't want to be that. I wanted to be an athlete. Yeah. And um, I had a speaking engagement. Uh, from my friend Jonathan Evans and Jonathan, uh, we we actually spent some time together at Baylor and uh, at, with the Redskins. And Jonathan reached out to me and asked me to speak at his church. And uh, I was like, man, I don't want to speak. And uh, he just kept going back and forth with me. He said, man, some inside of you, I see, in, I, I see some inside of you, you don't see in yourself. And Jonathan's dad, Dr. Tony Evans, is a mega pastor. You know, his, his brother, he, he's just around. He said, I'm around it. I know what it is. So I went yes. to take this speaking engagement and. Um, it was the 5,000 kids, man. It was five minutes long. When I stepped on stage, I mm-hmm. literally forgot everything I prepared the night before with. And I just said, God, mm-hmm. use me. And in that moment, I just spoke from the heart and just was real. And it was that day after I got off the stage um, that I decided not to pursue football anymore. And I said, you know what? 
this is what I was called to do. And wasn't anybody watching no videos. I didn't have millions of followers. It was just me stepping out of faith from that moment. And that was the birth of rehab time. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Sometimes we have an idea for our life or what we think our life should be, but God, you know, has a different idea, a different vision. And so how did you, like you said, you were depressed and, you know, faced disappointment. Yep. I mean, how, how did you deal with the disappointment? How did you, what kept you going when you felt like maybe giving up and, you know, maybe ending it? And, and so what, what kept you moving through that? Well, uh, two things, you know, my faith for sure. You know, I've always had a strong foundation for my mom and my dad. My dad's a pastor. My mom's a strong woman of God. So my faith and Jeremiah twenty nine eleven was like my go-to scripture. Like God has a plan for me, you know, a plan to prosper me. And so I always held on to that scripture. And even though I didn't understand what the plan was, I just started to trust God and say, you know what? You know, I'm just going to trust you. I don't know where you're taking me. And, you know, the other motivation was my son because I wanted to be, you know, I want to be a man that he can look at and be proud of. You know, that's one of my biggest accomplishments today is my son, you know, he, he, he loves me to death. He loves me to come around and come to the school. He's proud of me. And that's what I wanted to do and be. And so those were my motivations. I guess you can say my reasons or my whys. And then I realized mm. too that, you know, life was going to go on regardless. And I had a choice. Either I can sink or I could swim. I could, you know, sit there and be depressed and, let life leave me and I could be, you know, turn 70, 80 years old and have all these regrets. Or I can say, you know what, let's do something about it. Control what you can control. Mm -hmm. And so I think just to share this, I think a lot of times we, we stay in what we can't control so much. And I think that leads to depression. We're trying to control all these things. And I just said, what can I control right now? And I focused on that and I just fell in love with progression. And, uh, you know, over time with consistency, it brought me to, to where I'm at today. So for those, let's say, who maybe they're not sure what their purpose is, because on some level it felt like your purpose also kind of found you, you know, and you eventually had to surrender to it. You surrendered to it, and, you know, the universe, life, God, the divine started using you even more the more you surrendered to to, to God's plan for your life. So for those who, let's say, they have no clue, Trent, what their purpose is. I have no idea. I don't know. And they really don't know. What what are some of the first things that they can do to, to begin connecting to their purpose and, and discovering what their reason for being alive? Yeah, you know, I get that question a lot. And, you know, when I talk about – I actually talk about this in my in my book that's going to be released soon. I, I talk about per- – because I get that a lot. Like, how do you find your purpose? And this is just my perspective on it. Um, you know, I do use the word purpose a lot when I'm saying, you know, live your purpose. But I think if you realize that – but what helped me was understanding that, that purpose was something that I didn't have to search for. It was, it was who I was. You know, I felt that God created me on purpose and for a purpose. And so when I started to look at myself as purpose, right, instead of something I go look for or the avenue that my life can shine the brightest or my dream, and I say, you know what, I can use my life in whatever way I want to use it. And I think when people, you know, think about it like that, they can do anything they want to do. And so I think what people are struggling with, for one, is the belief in themselves and who they are and being good with who God created them to be. And the second thing they struggle with is like, okay, well, what's the avenue that my life can be used the most? Because I feel like every human being on this earth is here to be used to make someone's life better, to make this world better. And so um, I would tell people to, for one, you know, maybe pay attention to what people saw in you that you didn't see in yourself. So in my position, it was, I was always being told that 
always going to be a speaker. Like, even, like I said, since I was five years old, I've always been told that. And it was weird to me because I'm like, I don't even like to talk. So pay attention mm-hmm. to that. The second thing I would say to pay attention to is, you know, what is it that you do that comes easy to you and it's natural and it doesn't take much work to do? You know, um, when it comes to what I do now, it's supernatural. You know, even though I had to walk through fear to get to the place I am now, being confident with it, but it's like I didn't have to go to Toastmaster. I didn't have to take all these speech classes, whatever. Like, literally, it's just, it was there. And the third thing I would say mm-hmm. is, um, you know, what have you been through that you can help others get through? And so a lot of times our quote-unquote purpose is tied to our pain because we've been through a situation and now qualifies us to help others get through a situation. And so for some people, it might be, you know, not having parents there for you when you're growing up. For some people, it might be a disability that you turn into your greatest ability. It might be a bad relationship. It might be cancer or whatever, sickness. You can use all those things um, and bring a voice to your pain, as I like to say. So that would kind of be my perspective on, you know, quote, unquote, finding your person. I love it. I love it. Uh, in terms of, you know, you put yourself out there now and, you know, I see your videos and, super inspiring. And I think one of the things that sometimes I've seen stops people from like really going for it, you know, or following their path. And sometimes we know what our purpose is and we still don't go for it out of fear. One of the things right. that I think I see people afraid of a lot is, is that, you know, that, that needing other people's uh, approval or, or validation and being so caught up in what people are going to, let's say, think about them. So when you put yourself out there, how do you, I mean, do, how did you or how do you deal with, I guess, going beyond needing other people's validation and approval? Because I think a lot of people deal with that. Right. That's how do you, how do you I mean, deal with that? Yeah, the fear of opinions is, is what I think, you know, if not the one thing or, you know, one of the top things that, that hold people back. You know, when we talk about fear. It's what people are going to think, especially in the social media era. Um, so for me, yeah. it was a process. You know, it what people thought about me, I'm not going to say I didn't care because I think we all care to an extent, but I never cared enough to, to change, you know, my life for them because I realized over my time, over my past. And just even when I was going through my struggles that these people that I quote unquote care about their opinion, wasn't there for me in my struggle. They're not going to be there for you when you go through your hard times. So you're sitting there trying to please someone that will never be there for you. And so, I would tell you to ask yourself, you know, why is it that you're allowing their opinions to control what you do? And I think it comes down to confidence. I think it's, a, it's less about what they're saying and more about you. The more I became confident in my gift, the more I become, became confident in my life, those opinions now, you know, it's, I'm not going to say it's funny, but some of them really are. I don't take them, you know, seriously anymore because I understand also where that comes from. You're never going to meet a person that's happy, loving their life, that's going to sit there and tear you down or hate on you. So when you understand where hate, when you understand where negative opinions come from, and you ask, okay, where's the source of this coming from? And usually it's, it's pain. Usually it's hurt. I said it in one of my spoken words. Um, you might have seen it, but if you have listeners, I would tell you to go watch it because I literally wrote this from that perspective. It's called Pick Me Apart. And the first line in that spoken word, it says, you know, the first step to being unhappy is trying to please everyone else. What's the point of gaining the world's approval if that game means you lose yourself? So I've been through that where I pleased everybody, but I was still unhappy. Where I said yes to everybody and said no to myself where I was still empty. And so I decided to live for myself. 
And what I'm, and that's not in a selfish manner. I always tell people, you know, if you don't take care of who you are, the people that need you to be the best you, right, are never going to benefit from that. And so I have to make sure I'm the best me for my children, for my wife, for rehabs across the world. So um, watch that video. So I think it'll really speak to people, yeah. pick me apart. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, that's, we'll that's pretty much understanding. Mm, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's, it really is so hard. I think it takes a lot of courage to, to really put yourself out there. And I'm definitely glad you, you didn't let fear stop you, brother. You put yourself out there. And I, I know lots of people are being inspired by your message and by your videos. Uh, in terms of, you know, you had one idea of success, right? You wanted to be this, this football player. That was your vision. And I think in our culture today, uh, we're conditioned to believe success is a certain thing. We're often conditioned to see success purely in the right. material, you know, in a material uh, from a material viewpoint. Viewpoint, and so uh, based on where you are today, based on what you've learned, you said you know your your father, your kids. So obviously things have evolved. Number one, I guess what? How do you define success for yourself? What is success to you today? Well, one thing that I ask myself every single day, or I challenge myself to be every single day. I asked this question to myself, literally, it's actually written on my board. I said, how can I be more of who I was created to be? And that is success to me. Um, it, it's not monetary. It's not, you know, status. It's not titles. Because like I've said, I've been there. I've had those things. And I still was empty, you know, inside. Now, I'm not saying those things aren't cool, you know, whatever. Like, it's a part of life. You have it great. But if you're, if you're dependent on those things to fulfill you, you will never be fulfilled. I mean, that's why you see, you know, celebrities commit suicide. You see people that seem so well put together on the outside, but the, internally they're dying in the inside. And so for me, my success is just literally being who I, who I was created to be. I know that might seem very vague, but literally with my mm -hmm. life, that's what I want to do. I want to have peace in my life. Peace is success for me. Um, I want my kids to be able to say, you know, my fa my dad was a great father and be able to talk or my wife to say he's a great husband. You know, rehabbers to say Trent really cared about people. Like when I leave this earth, it's not about the accolades or Trent had this amount in his bank account or this many followers. Literally, if people say Trent used his life, literally he died empty because he gave all of his life mm -hmm. to really helping people. That's success for me. Beautiful. Do you have, like, is there, because I'm hearing you really talk about you know, going inside, connecting with yourself, you know, taking the focus yeah. on, you know, what, what people are saying. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in alignment and, and I'm wondering, is there, is there something you do? Is there a practice? Is there some, is, like, what's the, is there a path to, to really be able to be, be self-fulfilled, self soul-fulfilled? Is, is there a process that you you have gone through is there something that those listening in listening in can can actually do so you could say love themselves more and, and feel that internal sense of you know fulfillment for it's sure um yeah well one thing that i do um a lot of people that follow me know that i love i love nature um i don't i don't also i don't really love the things in nature you know like animals like i love animals too but like snakes and all that like i don't do all that but i love hiking i love nature um i always say i feel like nature is god's natural medicine uh for the soul and so for me i make sure um i call it protecting my peace i make sure i do that 
pretty much every day. Um, I go out for, we have a trail by my house. I go out for a walk. I go out there and disconnect, no expectations. And I just live in appreciation and gratitude. I mean, I feel like you have a choice every day. You can focus on, you know, what you don't have. You can focus on what's going wrong in your life. You can focus on all the negativity or you can flip that with perspective um, and make it your power and focus on the things you do have. So when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling depressed, when I'm feeling, because I do go through these emotions, I'm a human being. So when I feel Mm -hmm. like this, I immediately turn my focus into what I can appreciate. So maybe it's my daughter that's right there. Maybe it's my son. Maybe it's uh, just the ability to be able to have a voice to impact lives across the world. Um, So I would tell people to make your perspective your power and not your prison. And you'll know if it's a prison perspective, if you're listening to this or any podcast or any video or any motivation, inspiration, you say, well, that's easier said than done. That's telling you that you live in a prison perspective. You're trying to find an excuse to be able to not uh, grow your life. A power perspective would Mm -hmm. say, you know, no matter what I'm going through, it will get better. No matter what I'm going through, I will find a way. This is building me, not breaking me. And so I say everything is my power. And it seems crazy. People laugh at me all the time, but I can be going through the worst day. I can have the worst news. I can have, you know, in a workout, be broken down. I always say it's power. It's power. It's power. Because I know that the foundation of strength is struggle. And so I just know I have to progress mm-hmm. through it. So protecting my peace is huge for me and disconnecting. So letting go of social media at times and putting away my phone and just spending time in gratitude and appreciation has really, really helped me. Powerful. Powerful. Beautiful. I think it's so important. We get so distracted, you know, with social media and there's so many distractions with technology today that I think it we are disconnecting from ourselves. So, folks, if you're listening to this conversation between Shelton, take a moment. Take a fast, you know, maybe once a week or once a month. Take a total fast, unplug, connect with yourself and listen. Listen, like really listen to your soul. If you listen to your soul, uh, as Trent's saying, you will hear the whispering of the divine. Uh, Trent, you, you mentioned that you're a father. And obviously, mm-hmm. as you mentioned it, I felt, I felt a little energy there. I felt like it's clearly uh, a sense of pride and joy and something really important to you. So I'm curious. What are, what are the greatest lessons you've learned ab- ab- about being a father, about being a parent in terms of uh, raising uh, vibrant, happy, healthy children in today's modern day and age uh, that you can share with, with, with other parents listening in, especially in today's day and age with social media and all these distractions? Like, like what are the keys that you've learned that you implement that, that seem to work for you in terms of being a parent? Well, um, just coming to off, off the top of my head and just kind of coming to my mind, uh, coming to mind, it would be, you know, mm-hmm. the first thing would be connection with my children. Uh, me and my wife, we failed at this, just to be honest, like being transparent, like it, it's not a perfect thing. We really work on it. We call each other out. But we, you know, something as simple as at the dinner table when we're eating to put phones away, um, in the car to put phones away, because I remember growing up, you know, we didn't have cell phones to be exactly. be right. occupied by, you know, in the car you had conversations. <laughs> and I think yeah. we live in a time where, you know, not just with your kids, but just in general, you know, that connection is being lost. And so we make sure um, as best as we can to make sure that we have that connection with our kids to talk and understand and also create an environment where they can come into and feel comfortable with sharing their emotions and what they're going through. You know, um, we don't, 
tear down our kids or or I don't call my son, you know, uh, weak or, or this or that or get over it. I don't say those things because I want him always to feel comfortable sharing what he's going through and his emotions. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. from father to son, of course, it's, it's a little bit easier with my daughter. Uh, well, well, she's two, but as she grows, it will be easier with her. But with a son, you know, being a man, you know, it's not cool to share emotions. So I create this safe environment where you know, I tell Tristan all the time, like, as long as you tell me the truth that you be open, you know, I'll ne- you'll never get in trouble for it. You'll never, you know, I might give you correction or give you advice, but mm-hmm. I'm never going to punish you or ground you for being open and honest and truthful. Um, the second thing that that I've realized that's major is understanding your choices will become your child's consequences. And as mm-hmm. parents, that's like a super accountability, like slap in the face, because it's true. You know, how you operate life, how you live life, you know, how you respond to life is, you know, how your kid is going to adapt to their mm-hmm. life until they get old enough to be able to come up with, come up with their own, you know, uh, their own perspectives and things like that. And so that's always in the back of my mind saying, you know what, how I respond to this situation. Like I remember I was at a football game and, you know, I love mm-hmm. sports. And so my nephew was playing and, and uh, it was a little bit of heated argument, you know, uh, with mm-hmm. one of the other parents, you know? And so mm-hmm. I thought for a second because the flesh mm-hmm. side of me wanted to be like, let's argue, you know? But then I saw yeah. Tristan standing by me. I said, let me give, this is a great example to teach Tristan how to stand your ground, but also give respect mm-hmm. at the same time. So I just think about life like that. Like, you know, I, I want to be able to give my son the tools to be able to build a great future. And I think a lot of times as parents, and not every parent, but I know so many parents um, dealing with their own struggles and things they've been through are dealing with generational curses that's been passed down to them. They tend to give their children broken tools to build their future, you know, and yeah. it's, and, it, and it's, and it's not, it is not good. And so that's a whole nother category about inspiration to be able to make sure as a parent, you're taking care of yourself because your child yeah. needs you to, needs you uh, to do that. I think it's beautiful how I think your kids are making you a better person. And as a result of you being a better person and human being parent in return, that's a gift you pass on to them. And it's a cycle. For sure. Yes. Powerful. You know, so so I'm curious, Trent. You know, you 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 were going down this path. You went down a whole different path, which is which is a you know powerful path, having an impact. So I'm just imagining. Okay, maybe what you start you started launching some videos, or how how did that begin? You found your purpose. You launched some videos, and boom! Now you have like millions of followers. I mean, obviously, it probably wasn't. It wasn't yeah. I'm sure it wasn't that that, that easy, right? So right, you know, yeah. You now go, oh wow, he's a success. It must be easy. I exactly. Like so how does it happen? You put a video out, and I guess how does it go from oh, I'm going to share a message, and now I have a million followers on Instagram. Like, what well, what is fill me in on that gap and 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 the struggle or the process of. How does, because I'm sure there are people listening in who they have a message, you know, and they have a voice and they want to share and they really genuinely want to have an impact, but maybe they're not sure how to get the message out there or how to reach and build a platform. And you've built that. So I kind of want you to share a bit about what that process was and and how someone listening in can get their message out there to the world in a similar way. Well, yeah. Well, you said a word um, that kind of stuck with me, and, and I'm, you said, like, how to get their message. And a lot of people ask that question, like, how do I get my message out? How do I you know, reach more people? And the thing I would tell somebody that's just starting 
and this might sound crazy, but don't focus on the how right now. You know, focus on your why, like the reason, because a lot of people never start their journey because they're trying to plan everything out, right? And some things you just can't plan out. They're trying to make sure, you know, everything's in alignment before I start. I got to have, you know, the right camera, the right microphone, this or that. You watch my first videos, and even today, I use my cell phone usually. I mean, I have, now I'll do more higher production stuff, but, you know, I still use my cell phone. So um, think about the why, and it takes stepping in the fear um, and understand that fear is just a, uh, uh, what you're doing with fear is you're creating an unknown result from a situation you haven't experienced yet. So what I mean by that, basically you're telling yourself what it's going to be before you ever do it. And so when you think about it like that, you can always change the outcome of what it's going to be that will, you know, help you give you more confidence to walk into what you're about to do. And of course, repetition, you know, kills fear and builds confidence. So the more you do something, the more you'll be confident. Go watch my videos from, you know, eight years ago. You'll see a totally different person, but I would tell, Mm. also I would tell people that, um, you know, just start. And like you said, like a lot of people see me now, it's like, oh, you have millions of followers, this or that. It was never about numbers for me. Never. Mm. Because if it was about numbers for me, I would have quit a long time ago. I remember doing one of my first Mm. speaking engagements. Literally 10 people showed up and it was my family, my friends. You know, my first video, it was 15, 20, 30 views, you know, stuff like that. But I didn't care yeah. about that. I cared about impact. And this is something I go back to now because now as I get more views, you know, I'm a human. So now I'm like, oh, why didn't that video get, get that many views? And I go back and check myself and say, you remember when you just wanted a person <laughs> to watch your video? So don't get lost. It's always impact over numbers. And um, be consistent. So I have a little formula that's really not like uh, super um, over the top. It's simple. I just call it the C4 formula. So maybe people will take it more serious. <laughs> but literally, mm-hmm. it's choice times com- commitment times consistency equals change. A lot of people make choices. And, you know, that's a great first step. But choice doesn't equal change, right? It can influence the change. It can start your first step. Make a choice, but after your choice, you have to find commitment. Uh, my definition of commitment is staying loyal to what you said you were going to do long after the mood you said yeah. has left you. Inconvenience mm-hmm. will expose commitment. So when somebody's not watching your videos, and I'm just talking about speakers, you can tie this to anything. But if you're a speaker out there mm-hmm. and nobody's watching your videos, are you still going to do it? And if you don't do it, you might want to check yourself because maybe you're not doing it for the right reason. You know, so think about that. And then consistency is just every single day. Put out a video if you can, or every week. You know, when I first started, my whole goal was to put out two videos a week. And over, I started Rehab Time in 2009. You know, that's when I officially started my first video. It's almost been 10 years. And so are you willing to commit that long, you know, for some? I signed up for it forever. You know, I said, I'm going to make a decision. This is Once I realized this was my life, it was no going back. Like, I cut off the rope bridge. It was no going back to anything. So I'm going to dedicate my life to serving people, and this is what I'm going to do. And so uh, I just would tell people out there, you know, just follow those steps, and it's really simple. But, you know, the simple things are sometimes the hardest things to do. Yeah, yeah. Can you, can you repeat that formula again, Ken? You said choice yeah, so times commitment? Times consistency equals change. Choice times commitment times consistency equals change. Beautiful. Yes. I love it. What would you say 
if you look at yourself, if you were to analyze yourself and kind of dig into your brain for a moment, what, what would you say has been the key to your success? You know, and we're not just talking about, you know, worldly success, just inner success, success right. in the whole definition. What, like, what is, what, is there a quality, like, if you were to look at yourself, are there, are there a, if you would say, cool, this is the quality, like, this has been the secret ingredient to my success, you know, in, I feel this way, I do, like, can you share what that is? Or is there one? You know, that's a great question. Um, I would have to say, I'm trying to put this in, like, a, a good way to say it, but I would have to say, like, just me being comfortable in my own skin. Like, I, I, wow. I know that might seem, you know, not like a big deal, but I really feel like that's it for me. Like, me being able to go in any environment and be okay <clears throat> with who I am. You know, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I do events, and I don't want to talk like, you know, wearing a certain attire is wrong. You know, it's not. Like, wear yeah. whatever you want to wear. But that's my thing. It's like, people know that I'm going to come in there being who I am. You know, I've had people all the time say, Trent, you should change this. You should cut your hair. You should, you know, hide your tattoos. You should, you know, change the way you talk. And if I were to listen to them, I can promise you I wouldn't be where I'm at today. You know, and so I think being comfortable in my own skin and I'm learning how to do that more and more and more as I grow up, I think it's something that we never really fully master. But I can definitely say, like, from where I started or even last year or three years ago, I'm more comfortable with who I am. And I think when you walk in confidence, it it's contagious. And I think people can feel that. And the other thing I would say is belief in not just myself, but in the message in rehab time. Like I live this, like I always say, live it, breathe it, be it. I live it. If you're around me for 24 hours, you would know like, this is not some facade on social media. You know, this is my life yeah, and I yeah. live it and I breathe it. And I think that's the key. You know, because um, I'm just going to be honest, I've been around people who have a message, but when you get around them, you know, their life doesn't reflect that message. And so um, I think believing in it wholeheartedly has been key and being comfortable in my own skin to say I'm enough um, as who I am has been very key for me. Yeah, I think like the comfortable in your own skin, I mean, it sounds like simple, but it, it, I think it's profound because I think it. When people are around that, I, I, I feel it, it gives people a, a relaxation. You know, it, helps, it, it, it relaxes people and gives also them the permission to be more themselves, which I think at the end of the day is what we all want. You know, it's really what we all want, that authenticity. So, Just being authentic, you said that word is powerful. Like, because, you know, you would think being authentic is something that's, you know, normal, but in a social yeah. media driven world, it's rare. You know, I get people come with me all the time and say, man, like you really are like, I'm like, I'm supposed to be like, I'm supposed <laughs> to be supposed to be? you know, so I get it all the time, but it just shows you that, you know, being authentic yeah. and being open with your life, you know, is, uh, can really have you make an impact for sure. You know, I, I joke with some of my friends and some of the folks I teach, I say, you know, when your social media image, and how you look online is better than the reality of who you really are. You have a problem. And, uh, and so, you know, you know, when you're talking about, like, actually having like, who you are come across social media and it matching, if not, you know, who you are being even better, that's, that's powerful, man. Beautiful, bro. Uh, so I, I'm still curious about uh, 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 a few more things. Um, is there anything, once you started to, your career started growing, your impact started growing, your success started growing, Trent, uh, 
and obviously you're still, you know, in progress and evolving and, and expanding to the next level, to the next level. But, you know, you've achieved a level of, of success, it's fair to say. And, and so was there anything that once you got here that surprised you, that, that, took, that you were a little unexpected, that, that, that was a little unexpected for you in terms of, wow, I didn't think success would feel like this or I didn't think that this was a, because I think we have these preconceived ideas of what's it going to be like when we, when we arrive at a certain place or when we get a million followers or when we achieve that dream or that goal. And sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's different. So curious, was there anything like that for you that was a surprise or a myth that got busted once you? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, as far as where I'm at now, um, I, I think it was less a, of, of a surprise because of my NFL career. Because when I reached that mm-hmm. level of success for me, which was the ultimate <laughs> in my life, I re- what surprised me was realizing that it wasn't enough to fulfill me. Like, it, it, I was like, man, like, why do I still feel unfulfilled? Why do I always feel like there has, there's, there's more, like I need more of whatever it may be? And it's kind of the same thing in, in rehab time in my speaking career. Like, I got to a point where, you know, I mean – the videos are going across the world and I'm getting to travel the world. And it was a point where I had that same feeling in football where I felt like, man, this isn't, it still isn't enough. And I think it's how we measure our life sometimes. And I feel like if you measure your life, I always call it the the world's ruler, you know, um, by whatever it may be, by, you know, your bank account, by, you know, followers, by, you know, uh, whatever, whatever, tool that the world says that makes you successful is never going to be enough. You're always going to want more. It's like, you know, when I hit a million followers, like on, you know, Facebook, I, I remember my goal was like, at a point was like, man, it'd be cool. If we got to a million. That means we're reaching a lot, a lot. I got to a million and it's like, Oh, okay. I need, you know, n- now let's get to, to 2 million. Now let's get to, and it, it's never going to stop. You know? So if you're, if you're finding your significance and your fulfillment in that, just know that that's a, that's a treadmill, you know, it's never going to stop. And so for me, um, really connecting to what matters most and that's just simply the impact of people, whether it's one or like I said, whether it's 10 and really finding that peace inside of me with that has been key. But as far as surprising, I think a lot of people will realize that everything they thought, everything they wanted was success. Is gonna they're gonna find out that it's not enough, you know. If you're wanting, you know, I would always say just the worldly things, you know. If you're wanting, you know, money or everything like that, which is like I said, I'm not talking down on that or anything bad. Like you, you yeah. need, especially if you have a a, a message or a, a a business, like you have to have, you know, money to sustain your message. But the only thing mm-hmm. I'm saying is that if it's a car, right, those things shouldn't be in the drive. It, it shouldn't be in the driver's seat, you know. Absolutely. I think you should have peace, gratitude, appreciation, the driver's seat. Yes, it's a part of the car, but don't let those things steer your, steer your life because you will never be fulfilled. You will be on a search. And I think a lot of people start to feel empty, and that's when you get depression and all the other stuff. So I think uh, that's what I learned with success, man. That kind of surprised me that, you know, everything I thought was enough mm. would be enough, wasn't yeah, I think many times we, we we sometimes get what we thought we wanted, you know, based on who we thought we were. Then we get there, and it's like, wow, yeah. this is this is not it. And uh, I think a lot of people we get depressed from that moment, you know, or going to dissat- dissatisfaction. 
But I often say I think sometimes dissatisfaction is actually a sign of growth if we're willing to heed the signal. Uh, so, folks, just as you listen to this conversation with Trent Shelton, just take a moment and reflect on your life. Reflect on you know, how are you measuring your life? Trent said, how you, are, you, are you using the world's, I, lo- I love your phrase, are you using the world's ruler to measure your life? Or, or, you know, and so really take a moment to connect with what really matters most to you in life, what's really meaningful, and really connect with the truth of, of your soul. Um, and this has been a beautiful conversation. I have a couple more quick questions for you. Um, loving, loving rapping with you, man. Um, what, what, what excites you most about the world today? I mean, you know, we often look at the world and you see the news and uh, the political climate, and there's so much talk about the world, we're in a crisis, the world's going to hell. I mean, it's just everything's falling apart, which on one level, yeah, things are falling apart. And, and you know, in Chinese, the word crisis is also opportunity. So I'm just curious when you look at the world today, what, what excites you? Man, I would say just, uh, just the, the time we're living in where anybody can be a creator. I mean, I know that might be a, a good or bad thing, but now you, you literally mm-hmm. can, you know, it's, it's easier. I'm not going to say it's easy. It's easier now to be able to take your dream or your vision to a reality. Like you don't have to depend on, as I like to say, the higher ups are the gatekeepers to be able to like, okay, you have to go through them. Like now you have an avenue with social media to be able to say, okay, this is what I believe in. This is what I stand for. I can put it out. I can build an audience around it. And so I think that's pretty cool. And I tell people now, like, this is the best time, as a lot of people know, is the best time to be an entrepreneur. Like if you can't be an entrepreneur now, I don't know if if you ever will be able to be one, you know, you can literally have an idea and you can have a business, you know, with one post on Instagram and start it. So I I love that about the world right now. I love it. I love it. Indeed. You know, you, you shared a lot Trent in in the conversation today. I think we packed in a lot in a short period of time. As you review your life, if you were to just reflect on your life for a second, you know, everything you've learned up until now, being a father, being a, you know, an athlete, being a inspirational, motivational speaker, traveling the world, uh, social media, you could say influencer, having impact. Uh, if there were like three uh, key life lessons, if you were to distill the best of your wisdom into three key life lessons, and you could only pass these three key wisdoms to your kids and their kids and the next generation that you feel would evolve the next generation the most. I'm curious what those three keys would be that you could share with the audience. For sure. Um, see, what comes to my heart would be, you know, one, that it all starts with you. Um, those are words that you hear me say in every video, but those are words that changed my life. Um, taking responsibility for my life was huge uh, because I lived in blame. I lived in complain and I pointed my finger at everything. And, you know, until you take responsibility over your life, nothing will change. Like I said, you can hear this all you want. I, you know, I'm, I've been saying it for the longest. Inspiration is great, but it's not enough because you can be inspired all you want. But until you make the decision to actually apply um, what you're hearing or to start whatever you want to start, you know, nothing in your life is going to change. So realize that it all starts with you. The second thing that I would realize, is, I mean, that I would, that I would say is there's more to your life than what you're currently going through. Um, one of my quotes is your current situation, not your final destination. That's something that if I was, you know, back in my twenties, I would tell myself because I thought that 
the chapter I was in was my was my story. That was it. There was no other chapter in my life than that. And I know a lot of people out there, they go through moments where they feel like there's nothing more to their life. Maybe someone left their life. They feel like their life is over. Maybe they lost a job. They feel like their life is over. Maybe they lost, maybe they're going through a sickness. They feel like their life is over. There's always more to your life and you have to find the strength and the faith to be able to turn the page. And the third thing that I would pass on is make the world respect your greatness. Um, make the world respect your greatness. We all have greatness inside of us and, you know, everybody's not going to like you. Everybody's not going to get you, but people will always respect you when you truly believe in yourself. You truly believe who God called you to be and you give your message to the world. And so give yourself permission to be great. Like you didn't gave, you know, everybody else permission over your life. You didn't give people's opinions. You didn't give your past permission to control. You didn't give all these things. I think it's time for you to give yourself permission to be great and make the world respect your greatness and do it unapologetically. I love it. Folks, you heard it. The three keys from, from Chen. Uh, it all starts with you. Take responsibility for your life. Number two, there is more, there is more to your life than your current situation. And number three, make the world respect your greatness. Give yourself permission. Do it unapologetically. Powerful keys, Trent. Powerful keys. Uh, I really like to make Thank these you. interviews um, like hands-on and as practical as possible. So, you know, before we begin wrapping up, man, I would love for you to, if you could assign a homework assignment, something that those listening in could immediately go and apply, like right now that you feel, you know what, if they went and did this, this would be the beginning of a breakthrough, the beginning of making a difference. I want you to assign an immediate homework assignment, if you could. Okay. Um, I would, hmm, it's a, it's a tough one. Okay. I got to yeah. choose. Um, <laughs> I would say, let's do this. Um, this, is, this might seem, like I said, really simple, but I think a lot yeah. of people, um, like I said, whether it's opinions, a lot of external things control our internal selves. So I would tell you to always say facts over feelings. And what I mean by that, is that a lot of times we feel certain things. We feel like, you know, our life is over when it's not. We feel like, you know, uh, X, Y, Z, but it's not. Uh, we allow people to project their feelings on us, and we believe that. Like, we believe the lies that people give us and take it and make it our truth. So I would tell you to write down 10 facts about your life. And I want you to do this without any influence of the outside world, without any, you know, oh, well, you know, uh, opinions influencing your decision. Write down 10 facts about your life that you appreciate about yourself that are true. You know, maybe, you know, maybe you say, well, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm a servant. Maybe you say, you know, I'm a great person. It can be simple facts about your life because what this is going to do is that every time you feel a feeling, I want you to challenge your feelings with these facts. Mm -hmm. And it's something I do all the time, even to this day. Like there's times, like I said, where I go through a period where I feel like I'm not enough. And so what do I do? I go mm -hmm. to my facts. And my facts show me that I'm enough, you know? So, okay, well, let me remove that feeling from my life. Feelings are real, but feelings aren't always right. And so I think that, you know, if you have these facts about your life, these statements about your life, um, you can always go to those things when your feelings or emotions are, you know, taking over your life. So something simple, but it's something that you can keep I with you it. for the rest of your life. Simple but powerful. Folks, you heard it. The facts over feeling homework Write down 10 facts about yourself and about your life so that when your mind or your feelings come up, 
you can really go back to the reality, stay with the reality about who you are and uh, ask yourself, is it fact? Is this fact or is it fiction? And I think if we buy into the fiction about ourselves, we end up creating stories and going down all sorts of pathways that aren't true and create realities that aren't true. So folks, I want to know, uh, please send me an email, kublaxon at kublaxon.com. I want to know uh, your experience from doing Trent's uh, powerful but simple homework assignment. And I'd love to hear about uh, your key takeaways from this uh, amazing conversation with Trent Shelton. Trent, what's the best way? Uh, I'd really love this conversation, by the way, Trent. And I uh, just want to say awesome. before we begin wrapping up, you know, I'm grateful for who you are. I mean, I love your inspirational videos on Instagram and YouTube. I watch some of them myself. And I really, I mean, I, I wanted to have you on because I connect with your heart. And I really, in a world where I think there are so many people that are in it for the wrong reasons and not clear on their why, uh, when I look into your eyes, man, and watch your videos, I recognize an aspect of my own heart. And I realize and I recognize a man who's truly, you know, living his purpose and a man who's truly uh, coming from the heart, truly, sincerely, desiring to impact people. So never stop, brother. Keep doing great work. And what is the best way people can find out about your work and connect with you online, website? Like what's the best, uh, where's the best place for people to go? For sure. Uh, my website is trentshelton.com. And then as far as my social media handles, uh, Snapchat, it's at Rehab Time on Snapchat. And then everything else, it's Trent Shelton. So Instagram, Trent Shelton. Uh, YouTube, Trent Shelton, and then Facebook is like Trent Shelton. But if you just put in my name, uh, my page will pop up. Awesome. Folks, you heard it there. I want to just definitely recommend you will connect with Trent's work. Check out some of this man's videos. You'll definitely be super inspired. Uh, go to his website, check out his work, and shoot me an email. Let me know your key takeaways from today's, uh, today's powerful Soul Talk session. Trent, much love. Thank you so much. Folks, we'll see you next week for another super powerful episode of soul talk all of trent's links will be also in the show notes and can't wait to connect with you next week much love everyone love now if you've enjoyed this episode of soul talk please do share the podcast with all of your friends let everyone know and make sure you download soul talk today i'm looking forward to next week where i'll get to share more inspiration with you meanwhile follow me on facebook Instagram or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at cooplaxon.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.